there's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. this is follow the money with mitch moss and polly howard on vsin Here we go, early on a Monday morning. We're live in downtown Las Vegas from the Circa Resort and Casino. Mondays are always fun. Three hours of football talk. A lot of NFL will sneak in some college today as well. Josh Alpabaum, Monday Night Football preview coming up. And Michael Lombardi to get his uh, reactions to week five. And Paulie, I'd like to sit here and be like a half glass full guy. Because last night is going to be one of the most anticipated Sunday night games of the entire year. And it was over with probably before halftime. And I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, the Cowboys clearly were no good. But that was because the Niners are so good. And they just, they took it at them. They did basically whatever they wanted. They set the tone early and often in that game, offensively and defensively. They are a machine on both sides of of the ball. And I don't have a single positive takeaway for the Dallas Cowboys today. Uh-huh. Not, not one. Yeah. There isn't, what, what can you say? Yeah. Nothing yeah. good. Because if they have to go back to San Francisco and play again in the playoffs, good luck. They, they're going to have to win their division, which we'll get into coming up in a little bit, to avoid playing, what, three straight road games again this year? That's not happening for the Cowboys. It's, it gets worse for them by the game. You think you have a chance and you lose with the clock shenanigans a couple years ago and you blame McCarthy? And then it's a close one. Uh, Dak doesn't play well, but you lose that game last year, and then you're just boat raced in this one. And again, can you go to war with Dak in a big game? Three interceptions, and it was ugly. And then you got the backups in there. Uh, it turns out into a, an embarrassment. Uh, we also discussed the uh, tweet from Aaron Schatz that Dallas was horrendous covering passes over the middle, and you said, hello, Kittle. Well, there's your hat trick at 55-1, to 1, what he did on the birthday. So it's, it's just an embarrassment of riches for this. It also was Shanahan against McCarthy. Oh, yeah. And that, that's, a, that's a mismatch, huge mismatch. So That is, that is a Grand Canyon-sized yeah. gap when you're comp- uh, comparing the two yeah. play callers of those teams. Well, now it's, it has happened before where a team has been embarrassed in the regular season 
and come back and, and for whatever reason, shock the world in the playoffs. It even happened to Tom Brady, that Patriot team that beat the Jets on Monday night football, like 50 to three. And then they were 14 and two and then lost to Mark Sanchez. But stranger things have happened, but it's hard to make a case for Dallas. And as we talked about too, on Friday's show, file this away. They destroy the Jets and look great. They lay an egg in the desert and get embarrassed by Arizona. They blow out the Patriots Patriots and look great, and they lay an egg and look horrible on Sunday night. They they can't handle prosperity. Right. Now they've also had injuries on the defensive side of the ball, and they had more of those last night. It happens to almost every team in the league, but they're going to have to survive. A guy like Diggs obviously out for the year. Van Der Esch got hurt late in the game last night. We'll see how these uh, injuries are going to play out moving forward. But also, like, the, the people who are still reluctant for some reason to, like, look at Brock Purdy and take him seriously as a quarterback in this league. Are there still I, people? I, I think so, yeah. Oh, God. Um, because you still have people. Are we being told that Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback in the league from the same people who think Brock Purdy stink? Because if you think Dak Prescott's a top 10 quarterback in the league, then you need to readjust how you think about quarterbacks at, at this level. He's clearly not in a big spot like this. He was awful last night. And Purdy was the man. And I'm, I'm so glad that Chris Collinsworth illustrated on the broadcast last night that it's not dink and dunk. And in fact, that was pretty much the precise phrase that he used. And he said, basically, people think that Purdy is dink and dunk. And he goes, what I'm about to show you tells you it's the exact opposite. He takes shots down the field as much, if not more than any other quarterback in the entire league. Now, are they equipped to do that with their weapons? Of course. And as I tweeted out last night, after Debo Samuel made a nice play, like, that guy was in the mix to win Offensive Player of the Year two years ago. He's that good. And yet he might be the fourth best weapon on the offense. Because it's not only, they're set up across mm-hmm. the board with how they've drafted and acquired players. Then you have Kyle Shanahan calling the plays. So it's a perfect mix. And I don't care, like, how good is Brock Purdy if he goes to play on a different team? I, I don't care. Right now in San Francisco, the, the kid is freaking awesome. Yep. Now, he's down to 7-1 to one at DraftKings to win the MVP. Let's not get carried away, away here yet. That's ridiculous. I mean, 7-1 to one is outrageous in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's, he, it's not just three yards in the air. It was down the field. Ayuk, Kittle, thrown to Samuel, all these other, other guys involved. It's, uh, they're a lot of fun to watch. Yep. You know, you are right because I read Peter King coming in today. Last week, the ringer had Mac Jones better than Purdy in their quarterback <laughs> ranking. So that you, you are, you stand, you uh, are uh, correct. The big wow. thing here is also getting the one seed because I, I think they're, they're better than Philly this year. And who knows what would happen if Purdy doesn't get hurt last year. But Joe Osborne had this and I retweeted it. In the last 18 home games, the Niners are 16-2 and two ATS with 13 wins by 15 or more points. Wow. They kill you, then they go to work on wow, you. Wow, Hillel right? home field now. That, that, yeah. It wasn't a thing That's, up in Santa Clara at the new stadium for a long, long time. Yeah. I mean, they, they blow you out, and they do whatever they want offensively, and then they get the early lead, and then here comes the pass rush. Mm. Pin your ears back, force a couple turnovers. Good night. That's all she wrote. I, so the, I mean, just the, the record when Purdy plays three quarters and the record since uh, they acquired McCaffrey is just it's just silly what they're doing. Not supposed to happen in the NFL. All right. I put a ham sandwich down on uh, Fred Warner to win defensive player of the year during the game last night. Guy's a maniac mm-hmm. in the best way possible. Yes. Right. So I'll ask yes. you, we, we, we kick this around all the time now. Like what number would you need to bet a team? These two teams play again in the playoffs. What number do you need to bet the Cowboys? They were getting three and a half last like night. It. It's a fun game. Yeah. I wouldn't take anything less than seven. 
And I'd, I don't even I'd know. I probably if I, need double digits. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know if I'd take seven. Yeah. It might be a punt for me saying I don't I'm trust McCarthy. You. I don't trust trust Prescott. Go ahead and have at it. They do this whole thing on the broadcast about now it's Schottenheimer's offense and a different offense, and it's fast. Get rid of the ball and try, cut that. And that's you know he's gonna you're not gonna turn three interceptions. Yeah, no turnovers, no interceptions, three interceptions. Pierre yeah, Domin- you're right. Dominic's last name. Now, the other thing, though, too, I was don't be a moron, put more on it. I was looking to add more on San Francisco to win the Super Bowl. I mean, now it's just like plus 150 to win the NFC. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And they were, you know, 5-4-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. Well, we're, so I mean, come we, on. We got a tweet right before the show started <laughs> saying that uh, there are only four teams that can win the Super Bowl. That's something we should do later on this week. That's outrageous. Like Tuesday, Wednesday, look nah. at the whole list, how many teams. I, my gut says four, way too short. Way too short. Come on. Are we really going to count out Joe Burrow this early in the season? Eventually, if they get healthy, can't I can't do it. Can't even, you, can't even, you can't even count out? No, you can't do it. Yeah. I think in the preseason, I had like 12 teams because yeah. I, I, I left in like eight teams out of the AFC because the conference was yep. so good going into the year. Even with all the injuries, you can't count out Buffalo because they still have Allen. Okay, so uh, one more thing on Purdy here. Mm-hmm. This is a couple of good tweets from Scott Barrett. Think about this for a second. Games where quarterbacks attempted 10-plus passes and the team scored 30-plus points since 2021. Brock Purdy has been involved in 90% of those games now. In 90% of his games, he's thrown at least 10 passes and the team has scored 30-plus points. Josh Allen, 54% of the games. Dak Prescott, 50. Patrick Mahomes, 47. That's it. And the 49ers have scored 30-plus points in nine of Purdy's 10 career starts. And in 10 of the 11 games, he threw for 20-plus pass attempts. It's real, and it's, it's spectacular with this guy. Yep. Yep. Now, this, as, is great. Th- this is also something that we pointed out in the preseason. We were hoping the Cowboys would rack up a couple of losses before like the middle part of the year because the Eagles schedule, they could navigate the beginning of the schedule But then it's going, if we can pop up the Eagles schedule here for a second, look at how difficult this is going to get for Philly in a couple of weeks because they play at the Jets this week. Right. They get Miami at home. They're at Washington. Then they get the Cowboys. This is where it really starts to be murderer's row. Cowboys in week nine, bye week. Then they go at the Chiefs on Monday night. They get the Bills. They get the 49ers, and they're at the Cowboys before they play at Seattle. How could they do that to them? I mean, that is nuts. Yep. For a six, seven week schedule. Mm-hmm. So right before that Cowboys game in week nine, if we want to flip up the Cowboys schedule then here, you might want it. It's not. I mean, Philly is obviously very, very good, but we thought the Cowboys would lose a couple of games. The Eagles would be totally OK going into that stretch. The Cowboys, well, they play at the Chargers coming up on Monday night, then bye week, then Rams. And then that first game against the Eagles in week nine. After that, Giants at Panthers, Commanders on Thursday, that's Thanksgiving, Seahawks at home, Eagles at home. Now, it's tough down the stretch, obviously, but I think the Eagles are going to, they're not going 17-0, Paul. No, but that offensive line is insane, and all Hurts does is win. You know, San Francisco wins every game when Purdy plays three quarters, this guy's 22-1 and one straight up oh, I know. going back. They're and awesome they, again. And they're, they're, they better not ban that play either. Great job by Sal Powell oh, yeah. with the special on Sunday countdown and talking to the rugby players and the coach. How do you stop it? Need bigger defensive linemen. It would be unbelievable if they ban that play because the Giants tried to run it and a couple guys got hurt. Sure. Uh, but it's just you see how much he squats and 600 pounds and how they <laughs> – 
they actually they said the forward progress stop. They tried it fourth and two late in the game against the Rams. It still worked. Yep. But they they ruled it was a bogus call. I thought, but. Another great win for the Eagles. So yeah. well, it, it appears that that's going to be your NFC title game, barring a big upset there. But it, those teams are so good right now and just running away with the NFC. And, oh, that's, and what, that, that's what I'm yeah. saying here. Like, they have losses coming. They're, they're, again, they're not going 16-1, and 17-0. It just doesn't happen in the NFL. So that will happen. And may, maybe you can get a really big number on the Cowboys compared to what it was in the preseason around Week 9. And you're live because i got to tell you, if the Cowboys don't win the division, like we said seven minutes ago, they're not coming out of the NFC. Yeah. you got to trust Dak Prescott and McCarthy to go on the road back-to-back-to-back playoff games and probably then beat the Eagles and the Niners uh, in back-to-back weeks. Yeah, you're right about the schedule, but maybe there's injuries. Maybe Philly's that good with all the weapons they have, and then you have to truck, uh, trust Dak and, and McCarthy, too. I mean, they, they lost to Arizona. So you can't just look and say, well, they'll beat the Chargers yeah. on Monday night. or No, it's not a gimme. They'll beat the Rams. I mean, yes. They got to pick up the pieces. They were humbled, and that's what Dak said afterwards. Yeah, here, here's what's so awesome about this conference. I mean, as good as the Niners were last night, the Eagles are right there with them on paper. If those two teams would match up to yeah. go to the NFC title game and Buddy well, doesn't get hurt. Yeah, San Francisco's been more impressive. but uh, Yeah, I would right. agree with that. Yeah, Full marks that they keep winning games, though. Sirianni's been a great job. Yeah, more NFL coming up next. Some extra motivation came into play. And uh, boy, oh boy, did it ever pay off yesterday. Details on that coming up next here on VEASAN. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. They raise the banner out here tomorrow and drop the puck on the NHL season. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Get the all-new NHL betting guide, previews for every team, first period betting strategies, future bets, award picks, season-long props. The guide's a must-have. Key insights and data for the avid hockey fan and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge. 
Get the VEASAN NHL betting guide. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. This is such a week-to-week league. Uh, we love the sport. Um, week six already coming up. We do have the Monday Nighter tonight, which we'll get to coming up a little bit later on. But look at how the Bills played last week in absolutely dominating the Dolphins and putting up 48 points. And Josh Allen played like Superman. And the defense was really good after the first two drives. Why'd they fly out that late? But they didn't go to London until, what was it, Friday? And it looked like it? What are they doing? I, 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 didn't, I didn't hear that till Sunday either. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, Jacksonville first half, Jacksonville every which way but loose there. Yeah. I mean, that is, it looked like they were sleepwalking and they weren't ready. I could, you're not, it's one thing to fly out on Friday. It's another thing when the team's been there for two that's weeks that a, you're playing. Bingo. That's exactly right. Stupid. And it, that's exactly how it played out on the field. So that was good information to have if you had it before the game started yesterday. But also, like these injuries again, and it, it happens to almost every single team. The Matt Milano injury is absolutely, and I can't wait to talk to Michael Lombardi coming up in a few hours on the show. Like, how are they going to navigate this? Matt, that's now Milano's out for the year, and Tredary, White's out for the year? Yep. Like, that's, Milano's their best defensive player. He's like the captain of the team, and the numbers when he's on the field compared to off the field are like uh, night and day almost. So are they going to be able to cobble, cobble it together, uh, together here, if I can speak? as they have stars on one side of the ball continuing to get lost for the year. You, know, you get Von Miller back, and then that happens. Yeah, right. right? So that was, uh, yeah, this is going to be tough to overcome. But that you're right about a week-to-week league, and certainly was a failure by the organization to do that with the travel. Play. Who's, their, who's their coordinator? Costanza? I know. I mean, what's exactly he doing? Right. Ridiculous. Uh, but that's the Jacksonville team we thought we would see from the get-go. How good was Ridley, and how good was NTN in the rushing game? I mean, they were phenomenal. And the fact that you had to sweat that under was ridiculous with what transpired late in that game. Totally agree. And all the officiating was horrible. I mean, the Allen, the roughing the passer on Allen. Well, I'm trying to tackle the guy. I mean, come on. By the way. Finishing the tackle. And then they threw a flag on five straight plays there at the end. The game almost ran into the early games. So I think that uh, the Josh Allen on Josh Allen sack, that to me is the perfect example of referees and officials who have been trained over and over. They've been like beaten like a debt, right? Just you need to throw the flag. You need to pay attention to roughing the passer. First of all, it wasn't even close to roughing the passer. No, and then the it, it wasn't one of the officials. It was two who could not wait to reach for the flag and throw the penalty. It's like if it gets anywhere even close, like in the neighborhood, I don't even care what you think. I'm throwing the flag and we're calling the defense for roughing the passer. It's, yeah. it's outrageous. Yeah. That wasn't a penalty. And I know, right, if it looks bad, uh, throw the flag. But it goes back to Belichick. Everything should be reviewable. I mean, that, that was that was atrocious. And then you just got a flag fest there at the The game end. took three and a half hours. Yeah, stay out of the way, guys. Come on, stay out of the way. So but, that, you know, also, I mean, Jacksonville got booed. Bill's Mafia showed up. Oh, big time. I mean, they were going silent snap count at times. Peterson talked about that after the game. So, huge win for Jacksonville, but whoop damn do you got to come back now and beat the Colts. You do. Great job, and uh, and that's, again, they look great in the rushing attack, and, and combined with Ridley was a big reason they won, and the defense stood up, but, again, bad job by Buffalo flying out late. And that's another injury, by the way, for the Colts. Uh, news this morning coming in that it appears as if Anthony Richardson's going to be out for a good month because of the AC joint uh, injured yesterday in the throwing shoulder. Third time he's hurt already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but... Ginsu Minshew getting it done, though, as well. 
So finding a way to win. Steichen's really good so far. It was a funky game. That was wild. Nine combined trips in the red zone, only two touchdowns. Crazy. In that game. The biggest surprise of the season so far. What say you? I think it's the Patriots. They're a laughing stock. I never thought this would happen to Belichick. He's become a joke. This team is a travesty. I don't know. If I, he I, can't survive this. You're sa- the end of the year. I don't. I tra- if this continues, I think. Oh, I think Lombardi's gonna, bring bring it up to Lombardi. He's, he's, gonna, he's gonna laugh at you. I don't think. No way. The way Kraft is. Who we just have on? Who do we just have on? It was like I don't think it because of what Kraft said in the summer too. I mean, they they wait, lose. Wait, so, so Bill Belichick has become a joke. Is that what you just said? To clarify. This organization has become a joke here. Okay. Yeah. The pay- yeah, yeah because this, is all, this is laughable. It's Matt Jones was awful, but all, like yeah, the, the offensive line completely stinks. Right. Like there's they're also injured across the board on defense. But that's that was I me. Mean, come on. You lost 34 nothing at home and you averaged three yards per play. The Derek Carr. That's another one. How bad have the Saints been offensively this year? So give this. people are already talking about there's no way. Bell, it's, it's not in his DNA. They're not going to tank. That's just not who he is. One and four for the first time since 2000. They haven't scored more than 20 points in a game. They have 10 turnovers. How bad was it? When they were down 24 nothing? they had fourth and three at the Saints 40. He punted. He punted. And then Mac got pulled again. And another pick six by Mac Jones. He's coming off the worst loss of his coaching career. That was his worst loss at home of his coaching career. Never been down 30 points before at home. I guess they're a bet against then every week. Right, right, right. I don't, somehow they beat the Jets on the road. They get the Raiders coming up out here next week, and uh, that should be a doozy because the Raiders before tonight's game. Think about this for a second. The Raiders are 30th in points per game. They're averaging 15.5. The Giants are averaging 12.4. Who's dead last? There you go. The Patriots. They're averaging 11 points per game. And the last two weeks combined margin, what is it, 72 to 3? And losses of the Cowboys and the Saints? Yep. One on the road, one at home, like you just said. So maybe maybe this is like indirectly uh, tanking. They're just going to be so bad they end up with a top five pick, which would not be Caleb Williams. Maybe they get uh, Drake May. Maybe they get uh, Michael Penix. I don't know who that quarterback could be. You punt on Mac Jones at that point, and they find the guy. I don't know. Does it feel to you like this is the kind of guy, by the way, that's going to walk away from the job? Belichick? No, I think he Well, he's not going to get Shula's record if he stays in New England. What, are they going to win six games every year in that division? You got to, you have Allen and Tua? I mean, good luck breaking that record. He's, he's stuck on 299 here for a while now. Mm-hmm. So there's losses coming. I mean, you got, the McD- you got McDaniels against Belichick coming up, and then you play the Bills and the Dolphins, and, oh, so Mac Jones cannot play. I don't know what and, – and also, how bad, how bad was the Patricia thing last year? And he's got his kids on the staff, too. Yeah, I tweeted this out during the games yesterday. I wanted to get the reaction, and I specifically left off a couple of quarterbacks, but I put a poll question up on X asking, which quarterback do you absolutely not want on your team? And I threw in Desmond Ritter, Mac Jones, and Kenny Pickett. They were all playing at the same time. I get it. There's nothing like recency bias in the NFL, but like 60% of the vote said Mac Jones. Over Kenny Pickett, over Desmond Ritter, as Ritter was having the best game of his professional career. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep, but yeah, they're not helping Mac out either. The, I mean, the, not no, they're not. They're not at all. There's no the, the wide receivers. Uh, he has a couple of good tight ends, but the wide receivers are well, are, are terrible. And it's, it's just my, my. I will say <laughs> this about Jones too. I mean, because I wanted to give the guy some time. He nearly won Rookie of the Year two years ago. I but, know, but, but now, like the more games we play, the larger the sample size becomes. We are drifting further and further away from th- that moment and that you know that stretch that he was on a couple of years back. Like, he's not even close to the same guy. 
the eyeball test, the numbers, nothing like that. And then in the same division yesterday, I guess that extra motivation for the Jets players paid off, huh? You saw it pregame, you saw it postgame. And how much of that should be a factor when it comes into handicapping games? Uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Right. Yesterday, clearly it did. You saw C.J. Uzama before the game basically huddled the troops around, and he said, we're winning this game for hack, and he, we can't play it on the air. He swore like five times or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, let's go out there and get him. We know what we got to do today. And then postgame, Robert Sala, I got, there's one guy getting the game ball. That's it. And you saw him, and it was Hackett. And on the sidelines, as the game was ending yesterday, every single, the other coaches on the staff were lining up to give the guy a big hug. I mean, if a team ever had extra motivation and it paid off, it was yesterday with the Jets. Yep. And what has happened to the Denver defense? I mean, I can't believe from, from last year they were so good. Remember that incredible stat they would have started, what, 8-1 and one, if they would have just averaged 17, 18 a game. That's right. And now they can't stop anything. Yep. I saw a good tweet yesterday. The 2000 Baltimore Ravens allowed, I think, 970 yards rushing on the year. So far, the Broncos have allowed 938, I think. Five games in. Oh, man. That was the unit that kept, that kept him in games. Yep. Yep. <laughs> just gonna, he's, got, he's got a clean house. He's got a clean house. And I know oh. everyone, I'm sure everyone in the coaching uh, fraternity celebrated too and said, there you go, Probably. Peyton. For breaking the code. So, yeah, Peyton talked a lot of chat trash, and he couldn't back it up. Well, Aaron Rodgers couldn't wait rough. to uh, go oh, to Twitter, yeah, sure. send it out. Right Others did as well. Yeah. Um, Zach Wilson looked pretty good again. I'm not going to see. He wasn't Joe Montana out there yesterday, but 19 to 26 for 200 yards. And uh, Brees Hall is phenomenal. Well, there you go. I mean, you know, was was the pitch count really necessary the first month of the season? Mm-hmm. Right? Who knows what? The, they probably they beat the Patriots if, he, if they would have... Gave him the ball a lot in that game. So Probably true. That's a big loss now. I mean, imagine if you, like, have the Patriots $1.20 to finish in last place. I still have to sweat that. Because the Jets already lost to yeah. New England, but the two and three and some tough games coming up. By the way, Broncos, three home games so far this year. They've led at halftime in every single one of them. They've lost all three. First, oh. first time since 2006. College football up next. Some opening numbers for huge games this week here on VSIN. Don't forget DraftKings Sportsbook this season. New customers can bet $5 and pocket 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. Download the app. Use promo code FOLLOW. Follow when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Sports betting analyst here at VEASAN, Josh Applebaum, joins the program now. His uh, two podcasts here with the network are called Morning Bets and Market Insights. You can get them wherever you listen to your podcast. Josh, thanks for the time as always. We appreciate it. Let's begin with uh, tonight's Monday night clash out here in Las Vegas. The Raiders, yes, they're favored by a couple of points against the Packers. This number's kind of been back and forth since the opener. The look-ahead number, where it is at today, total is 45.5 here. What do you want to do with either the total or the point spread? Yes, this is a bit of a tough handicap. Good morning, guys. And you mentioned it here, Mitch. This thing has been all over the place. So if you look at kind of the early line when it was first available to bet, you know, you had the Raiders as a very short favorite, laying one, one and a half. 
Then we then we were waiting on the news of Jimmy Garoppolo. He's in concussion protocol. Will he play or not? You saw early money in the week really pound the Packers, flip the Packers all the way to a two and a half point favorite. But really what I'm looking at is two things. One, Jimmy G being upgraded to probable, expected to play. He's out of the protocol. And simultaneously, once that news came out, you saw a ton of buyback and a big adjustment toward the Raiders. So the Raiders at one point getting two and a half, I want to say maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, it flipped all the way back dog to favorite. And now the Raiders are minus two. So we're looking at uh, moving forward, guys, is a couple big injuries here. Jair Alexander, is he going to play or not? Aaron Jones, is he going to play or not? If these guys are in or out, you might see a you know half point swing here or there between now and tip off or kickoff here tonight. But I'm going to go with the Raiders in this spot. To me, guys, this is just a, a trendy dog that I want to fade. Doesn't it seem obvious? To bet against the Raiders, they're one and three. They've lost three straight. Uh, McDaniels doesn't look great. Jimmy G's had his question mark coming off an injury. Just take the Packers, right? Well, currently you're getting 65% of bets on Green Bay, making them a big public favorite here. Yet, with Jimmy G in and this late movement, it's all breaking back toward uh, the Raiders. So I think one angle here, if you're looking to back the Raiders, would be the running game. Green Bay's been uh, mm-hmm. been getting shredded here on the ground. They gave up a ton to David Montgomery last week. They're giving up 155 mm-hmm. yards on the ground. Uh, that's second worst in the NFL behind only the Broncos. And what do the Raiders want to do? They probably want to uh, run the ball with Josh Jacobs. So is that the advantage the Raiders will lean on here tonight? Now, the other thing I'm looking at is money lining the Raiders. This spread is, show, is so short right now, around minus two. Uh, that if, again, perfect example from yesterday, why I always money line short favorites is that Falcons game. Falcons ended up closing minus two and a half. They end up winning the game on a walk-off field goal. They win the game by two points. So if you laid the two and a half, you lost with the Falcons. If you went money line, you won that bet. So I always look toward, toward my money lining short favorites uh, just in case something like that does happen. I'm going to go Raiders here tonight in a desperation spot. One and three, don't want to go to one and four. And we did see some over movement, guys. It opened 43 and a half. It's up to 45 and a half. Tickets are pretty much split. Public's right down the middle, yet this total has risen. And we have seen both these teams bottom third of the NFL in scoring defense. They're both giving up around 25 points a game. But if you're giving me public all over Green Bay, yet we're still remaining uh, Raiders favored in this one. Looks fishy to me. I'm going Moneyline Raiders tonight. Okay, so then let's fast forward then to week six and tie in the Raiders because they're going to be at home again next week hosting the New England Patriots. Raiders are favored by three today. You live in the Boston area. No doubt sky has been falling for five weeks now with this team. I mean, it looks vile and nasty, more so by the week here. Not pretty. Uh, What do you want to do with that week six number then? Yeah, I think it's obvious and and really kind of just an obvious play, but I like the Raiders again. I'm a broken record. Like them tonight, like them next week against New England. We saw an early move toward the Raiders in this spot. This is around a pick them opener, maybe minus one Vegas. Now we're seeing Vegas up to minus two and a half. I see one book maybe even going to minus three. Currently you're getting around 65% of bets and dollars on Vegas uh, in this spot and a short favorite against the Patriots. Here's a stat, guys, and I can just tell you from watching all these Patriot games, it's looking really bad right now. Belichick, (laughs) I don't know if he's lost the team. There's questions about effort. Mac Jones looks terrible. Mm. Tons of injuries as well. But Mac Jones in particular, in his career as a dog, 3-12 and against the spread. That's only 20%. And he was actually decent in his rookie year. His last 10 opportunities as a dog, 0-10 ATS. These are some major issues with the Patriots right now, guys. Obviously, Belichick, to me, I'll take off my betters hat and put on my fan hat. He screwed this thing up since Brady left, underestimating Brady, not thinking he was able to right. continue to play. And then you have no succession plan. And then you 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 know bring in, you let go of Jacoby Myers, bring in Juju. Awful move there. 
And also drafting, you know, you look at all up and down the draft board, taking Tyquan Thornton over George Pickens. And I'm not going to let Robert Kraft off the hook either, guys. If you look at cash spending, the Patriots are one of the lowest cash spending teams in the NFL, and they've been that way for going on three or four years. So this is looking really bad for the Patriots. You even saw Belichick in the press conference yesterday. Obviously, he's always kind of, you know, terse with the media and doesn't really give him anything. But even his voice sounded a little down, like, and he said, we have to start over. We got to start from the beginning. This is really bad news for the Pats. I'm going to bet against them uh, this uh, this weekend upcoming, guys. I think this is a maybe tank for Caleb Williams. It's getting so bad. I think it's important what you said earlier, too, about this game tonight. You see this a lot in college basketball. When you have a, a point spread here, like two, two and a half, take the money line. And yeah. if you want the dog, take the points. You'll be blown away by how many games fall, one or two. Yeah, it's a great point by you, Paulie. And again, we're talking spread sports. So uh, obviously that, you know, half point can come into play one way or the other. And to me, it's just something that I think you learn once you lose a play like that. Like when you first yeah. lay a two and a half and you and you lose it yeah. and your team wins, but you only win by one and you lose your bet. Sometimes alarm bells go off and you say, hey, what am I doing? Always focusing on the spread. Remember, we have these other betting opportunities. So I think it's a great point by you, Paulie. Go money line, whether it's college basketball, NBA, uh, NFL, college football. You always want to protect yourself. And again, it's only minus 125 on the money line versus minus 110 on the spread. I think that 15 cents of juice is definitely worth it. And it could you know, flip a loss into a win. Well, the uh, the Saints here on a ridiculous underrun and they take on the Texans. What do, what do you want to do with this game? Yeah, I'm looking toward New Orleans as of right now, Paulie. And to me, I think when you're looking at these games, I'm not really automatically going to run to the book and go bet these games, but they're an initial indication of tracking line movement all throughout the week. What's the early immediate move? Remember, the public's not betting these games, you know, Sunday night, Monday morning. They're they're going to wait until later in the week to bet these games. But wise guys, they're going to bet these things immediately. The limits are low. That's true. But if they see a discrepancy between their numbers and what the odds makers are offering, they're going to hit it early. So this game was around a pick'em game. Even Houston was. Uh, maybe plus one, minus one. Now we've seen the New Orleans Saints get up to minus two and a half. So this line is moving toward New Orleans. Here's a little nugget for you guys. Road favorites have done very well this year in the NFL, especially short road favorites. Road favorites uh, are 22 and 10 straight up, 69%. Mm. And they're about 57% ATS. So I think the public will say, hey, you know, I like favorites, but I like taking home teams more. They kind of overvalue home field. It always used to be three points. Now you talk to some wise guys and bookmakers, some some different stadiums are like one and a half or two. So there's a, an indication or kind of a bias of the public. I don't want to bet that road favorite. You know, I want to look toward the home team, but it's actually been smart to go with the road favorite. And you mentioned here, Paulie, this total is 40 and a half. It's down to 40. Uh, the Saints team plays pretty good defense. Maybe they give Stroud some fits. Uh, if you like the under, you probably want to get the hook now. But as of now, I'm looking toward New Orleans again on the money line short on a short spread. Josh, any quick thoughts on uh, where that number's at right now between the Bears at home against the Vikings in week six? It's down to three. Yeah, I'm looking at Chicago on this one, Mitch. I'm just okay. kind of waiting out for maybe the hook here because we saw an initial move pretty quick here toward the Chicago Bears. This game was an opener as high as minus four and a half with the Vikings. Now it's down to three. But I'm always conscious of, you know, early in the week, big move one way, and then does it slowly tick back the other way? So I'm going to hold out for the hook on the Bears. But as of right now, Bears look pretty good. They're only getting 36% of early bets, but 63% of the money. They have a rest advantage as well. They played on Thursday. Vikings played Sunday. And then also that divisional dog angle. Anytime you get those uh, divisional games built in familiarity benefits the team getting points. Uh, those divisional dogs are off to a pretty good start this year on 57% ATS. And then Kirk Cousins, guys, he's not been great as a favorite. He's only 47% ATS as a divisional favorite. He's 43% ATS. And the Bears, you know, do they take some momentum from that big win in primetime? Fields look pretty good. Vikings don't have a great defense. 
I'm looking at the Bears, but I'm going to hold out for the three and a half with Chicago. Fair enough. Uh, you can get Josh's two podcasts. One's called Morning Bets. The other one is Market Insights here with VEASAN. Uh, get those wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, they're available for you every single morning. Josh, thanks for the time today. Best of luck this week. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great night. Well, if he's right with the Raiders, that's going to be horrible for my uh, win total bet that I have on the Raiders. I have an under alt number, like six, I believe is the number that I got um, in the offseason. At home, back-to-back weeks. Likes him tonight. Garoppolo feels to me like a little uh, Anthony Richardson. In different ways, though. A. Rich gets it because he's on the move so often and he gets hurt. Yeah. Garoppolo could come back tonight. He could be injured by right, the middle right. of the first quarter. Yeah, yeah. And then they got to go to O'Connell again. Yeah, I, I see. He's he's be the same type of player, I think, in terms of in and out of the lineup for the whole season. Yeah. He'll be there, miss a couple games, come back, miss a game. I see that. Mm-hmm. It's always been. I'm with him, too. I saw that look-ahead number, too, or the opener last night. Um, Westgate opened up. Vikings three and a half. I'm like, ooh, that looks pretty pretty juicy with the Bears, especially with the uh, Jefferson injury. We'll see if any news comes out on that today. You said earlier it doesn't look pretty for him. No. He's right, though. He made, he made several good points, though, about what's gone wrong in New England since Brady left. The draft is a big yeah. one. It just no no... No great offensive players they brought in. Or good, at least. Forget about great, good. The good, the bad, and the ugly is up next. It'll be tough to top this inexplicable move by a head coach from the weekend. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating? Or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money. Spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Follow the Money on VSEN. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? It's updated with DraftKings odds every five minutes so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public's betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. 
You can check out future events as well. Check it out. Betting splits every game year-round. VEASAN.com. Michael Lombardi joins the program now. A lot of things here. Get his new book. It's called Football Done Right. Lombardi Line comes up today at 1 o'clock Eastern, and there's going to be a new GM Shuffle podcast today as well. Michael, good morning. This might be the only time in the history of our conversations where we're going to begin with college football, but we have to do it. Let's pretend, and I love your segment, Step Into Michael's Office. Let's pretend that you're the AD in Miami. What's that conversation like either yesterday or today with head coach Mario Cristobal? It would start with Mario. Do you not learn from your own mistakes? You Stanford mm-hmm. two years ago when you were out there, you did the exact same thing. Like, how are we going to ever win a national championship if you continue to make the same mistakes over and over again? I'm tired of hearing about how great our recruiting class is. I'm tired of hearing about how great of a recruiter you are. At some point, you better get somebody standing next to you who can manage a game. And that money should come out of your salary. I'm not paying for it. Like, hire somebody, pay them a million dollars a year out of your pocket, and you have somebody help you. Because right now, no one's helping you, and you keep making the same mistake, and you're going to end up getting fired before it's over with. Is this in play, as you tweeted, that he's going to have problems getting the locker room back? I think he will. Look, uh, look, go to Pop Warner, Paulie. Yeah. When you played it at, 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 as a little kid in Minnesota, you know, when the game was over and everybody knew it, there was a thing called victory formation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Victory formation. Everybody knows what it is. Somebody takes the snap, the best athlete lines 15 yards behind, and the guy kneels down. It's called victory formation. We just won the game. <laughs> we just won the game. They don't have victory formation in Miami, obviously. Like, how do you do that? So how do you walk into your room and say, okay, guys, I'm sorry. I apologize. We don't have victory formation. Like, you can't blame anybody but yourself. Yeah. And then how about the wide receiver getting behind two defenders at midfield? And they went 80 yards in 20 seconds, whatever it was. Well, why are we rushing four anyway? Yeah. Like, it's college football, right? (laughs) Rush two. Drop as many guys in coverage. Make them hold the ball. They only had 25 seconds. All of a sudden, Georgia Tech, who can't beat Bowling Green, becomes the greatest show on grass. I mean, seriously. (laughs) Situational football. This is what we're talking about. This is where most college games, it's a disaster in college, situational football. It really is. And they all say, we got it. We got it, right? (laughs) We understand it. But they really don't. I said earlier, there's absolute, There's no way you can justify that. Coaches can like explain their way out of like, well, we're going to punt on fourth and one at the 38, or we're going to kick a field goal, or we're going to pass on a field goal and take the points. At least they're going to have like an explanation. There's, there's nothing that he can say. Nothing. No, no, nothing. And he, and he did it before. Yep, yes. That's, That's yes. the tragedy of it all. He did it before, and, and, and he's not fixing it. Like uh-huh. at some point, you're either coaching it or allowing it to happen. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Um, the Buffalo Bills, their window to win yeah. a championship, it's still open. And I mean, I thought that, you know, go after the game against Miami, here we go. Josh Allen's now the shortest shot on the board to win the MVP. They're really clicking. And you can avoid one injury, I think most teams can anyway, uh, to a pretty good player like Tredavious White's out for the season. How do they avoid this now? How do they, now it's not only White Michael, it's also the captain of the defense, Matt Milano. I think this is the most significant one of all, because I think if you look at the numbers of Buffalo's defense with Milano and Buffalo's defense without him when he was hurt last year, they're significantly different. And why is that? They play a nickel defense, right? They, they, Bernard, the linebacker, is 6 feet, 220 pounds. Milano's 6 feet, 220 They both were safeties-type players, mm-hmm. and they run and tackle really well. 
and they give you horizontal speed. You watched the Miami game last week, and Milano was a Pro Bowl by far player. He was the best player on the field. I don't care about anything else. They could overcome Tredarius White. They can't overcome Milano. And as soon as he got hurt, all of a sudden, look at the tackling in that game by Buffalo. All of a, One thing, four-yard catch became eight-yard gain. You know, when Milano's mm-hmm. out there, he's making plays, causes fumbles. This is hard. I feel really bad. This Milano kid is great. I mean, you know, Boston College, came out of Florida, you know, and, and he makes their team. He's the heart and soul of their team. You feel badly for Buffalo. They got disjointed when he lo- when he lost, and that's unfortunate for them. You know, I thought Jones, the, the three technique, and Milano are their two best players. They can overcome White because they're a zone concept team who can match, but they can't overcome. There's not another player on that bench that can replace Milano. This is going to be a struggle. How well do you know Kraft? I mean, I worked for him, so, you know, it's hard to always know an owner. You never really know. You're never into private conversations. But uh-huh. to me, I'm sure that, you know, I do know I have experience with older owners that want to win, you know. And I, and I think that when I was with Al Davis at the end, you know, that was one of the big, big issues. There was not a lot of patience within the body. Okay, very good. What do you think Kraft decides to do if Bill wins four games this year? Well, I, I think that's that's a real possibility, and I think they have to have a meeting of the minds. I think it should start now because I think at, at where they are right at this point, they're going to be lucky to win four games. They're not a good oh. football team. They're not well coached. They don't do anything very well at all. You know, they've got a lot of injuries. So there has to be a strategic plan for long term. You know, do we want to rebuild this together or do we not want to rebuild this together? Because they're going to end up getting a quarterback in this draft based on the way they're playing. I mean, New England, Carolina, the Giants are, are, are the favorites to really to have the high pick based on the way they're playing currently right now. And that means they could get Caleb Williams. They might get Michael Penix. They may get, you know, Drake May. Mm-hmm. They're going to get a yeah. good quarterback. So I, I think it, it starts now. You know, it starts right now with the conversation of, okay, we got to get better. We're not going to fix this thing. It's like losing 50 pounds in a day. It don't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you got to try to get something going, and, and unfortunately they have not been able to. That was embarrassing yesterday. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. I, to, uh, to start the game off the way they did with another pick six, to get behind 14 and nothing, they can never, ever get control of the game in the first quarter. It's deeper than just Mac. It's deeper than just bad coaching. It's deeper than that. they got to figure it out. Yeah. So – uh, if Belichick does not want to, let's pretend again for a second here, he doesn't want to be there for the rebuild. Kraft would not fire him, though, right? I mean, there would be some sort of a mutual agreement here between the two where Bill would just step aside. You know, I, I kind of get the look when you win six Super Bowls together, you know, it's challenging, right? Mike Shanahan won two for Pat Bowlin, and Pat Bowlin fired him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very hard to understand, you know, where an owner's coming from, where he's getting advice, especially an owner that is, is, up there in years and wants to keep winning. You know, the, the, the standard has been set there, you know, and, and they expect to keep winning. I, I, rebuild has never been in the conversation, but this year it, it is a rebuild and they're going to have to accept it and try to improve gradually. You have an opinion on tonight's game out here in Las Vegas. Uh, they're a two point favorite, give or take one and a half here at Circa. Actually Raiders are at home against a Packers team that, and I'm looking at like player props, Michael, Circa, they, they don't have a lot of guys listed as of right now to bet on it because, like, there's a lot of unknowns, right? Like, what, what are we going to yeah. get from Aaron Jones? Devontae Adams is questionable. All of this. 
Yeah, I, I mean, look, the, this is a game where the, the Raiders have had a hard time winning close games, and the Raiders have shot themselves in a the foot quite often. I mean, even last week with Aiden O'Connell, they had an opportunity to get the game to mm-hmm. overtime or to even try to win that game, and they turned it over. This is going to be a game where where which quarterback protects the ball the best? Is Jordan Love going to be able to play? Well, he's not on the road. Let's put, let's put it out there. I mean, we saw Bill A.D.'s email this morning that there's Packer fans that have just taken over Las Vegas. So this is going to be a rowdy crowd. The Vegas are going to be the, the road team, you know, and, and I don't think people really understand that. They're going to have to handle the crowd noise, and they're going to have to handle the situation, something the Raiders haven't been able to do so far this season. Yeah. All right, Michael. Excellent job. Yep. Great spot today, as always. Thank you so much, sir. Thanks, guys. Thank Talk you. to you next week. You got Michael's it. book, Football Done Right. Lombardi line, 1 o'clock Eastern, 10 Pacific, Monday through Friday. And there will be a new edition of the GM Shuffle podcast that drops a little bit later on today on top of it. Yeah, I was searching for the um, for some of the bets to, to possibly get into today, the player props. And I'll, I'll just use Circa as an example where we're broadcasting from. They don't, I didn't see anything on Aaron Jones. They only have like Josh Jacobs, uh, Josh Jacobs up right now. And I didn't really see anything for Devontae Adams. I only see Christian Watson and uh, Romeo Dubs so far. But I think that also ties into like they want to see which guys are going to be active before they're going to post stuff. And maybe that'll happen pretty soon. But with that questionable take on on Adams uh, as of last week and then just still it's a big mystery with, you know, so if Aaron Jones has missed really this much time going all the way back to week one, Jefferson has a hammy. Is that what they're saying? Yep. Okay. Well, we're in week five and we don't know know if Aaron Jones is going to play tonight or not. I like this quick pick. Air Green Bay, it's called, at William Hill. Green Bay wins. Watson, Dobbs, both over 50 yards. Reed, 25 yards receiving. 13 to 1. Well, that's their, That's actually as bad as the Raiders' defense is, the passing part of the defense is the worst part. Yeah. Again, EPA numbers, expected mm-hmm. points added per play, are allowed defensively in DVOA. They're just they're at the bottom. They're right there with teams like the Bears and the Broncos. Broncos are worse run against the run. I mean, that's all-time bad at this yeah, point. So yeah. we'll recap our in-pocket plays that we had over the weekend and uh, move forward coming up next year on Follow the Money. It's Visa and the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Call She. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it? Or won't they? Will Taylor Swift's album be album of the year? What about Biden's approval rating or inflation? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $20 bonus if you go to callshe.com slash follow the money spelled K-A-L-S-H-I and deposit $50. There is no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at callshe.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Podcasts.